Hey, Pure Golf Podcast listeners, you can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. To check out our weekly YouTube videos, go visit My Pure Golf. Link will be in the bio. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Pure Golf Podcast. In today's podcast, we've got a very special one in store for you because it's selfishly, it's something that I wanted to talk about. So today, we are starting with how to deal with the driving range Karen. Sweet. And I... I've had my own personal experiences with this. Yeah. I've imagined you have as well. Always. I feel like the average golfer as well has to deal with this person every single time. So we're starting off with that topic. Secondly, we are going to be jumping into Wellness Wednesdays. Specifically, we're going to be talking about what are the routine stretches you should be doing before you even swing a golf club for the day. Finally, we are going to be rounding it out with a hypothetical that I have for you. Okay. You don't even know what's going on, um, but I do. If you're new here, welcome to the Pure Golf Podcast. My name is Zach. This is Jordan to my left. We are very excited for you to be here. And if you could, please like, share, subscribe. I always say it. But with everything that you guys do, cannot thank you guys enough. And without further ado, let's jump into the driving range, Karen. Okay. Tell me, what is what is the problem? You you uh, Do we need a one-minute rant about the driving range, Karen? I feel no. like there's a little bit of a rant. No, I, I'm not like, I'm not frustrated now, but okay. it's just like, I was thinking of, of just the topic that we should talk about, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we literally just finished talking about how like, we're trying to relate this stuff back to the viewer, right? What is one of the main things as an average golfer, not very good golfer, what is one of the main things that I get frustrated by? And it's, it's the person on the driving range that tries to tell me what I'm doing wrong in my swing. And I don't know how to respond to them. Mm-hmm. And it's usually a type of person where like they give me one fix on my swing and then they won't leave me alone until I do the fix too. It's not something where it's like, oh, hey, you need to do this in your swing. Oh, thanks, man. And then he leaves. No, it's usually, a, oh, hey, you need to do this with your swing. Now let me see you do 10 reps before I leave. And I and I, I come to you with this question because I know everybody out there has had this person in their lives and they've mm-hmm. had to deal with this person and they may actually have been this person before. Yeah. You know, and, and I I just want to get your thoughts as a swing coach on this topic because it is it is something that is a it is, is a hot topic. I mean, nowadays, it's completely different than what it used to be. I'm just like, now I'd be like, yeah, I promise you I know what I'm doing. You can, I would respectfully tell them to leave me alone, I think, mm-hmm. because I just know infinitely more about the swing than, than they ever could. Yeah. But man, you're asking me for my response and I don't know. I haven't been out on the range in so long that I can't, I couldn't tell you, man. I will tell you the last time I went to a driving range mm-hmm. was to watch one of my friends, I wasn't even helping him. I was just watching one of my friends. Yeah. Um, Anon, you know who he is. Oh, yeah. And I literally watched it happen at the range of some brand new golfer was struggling to hit the ball. And then the guy over here to his left came over to try and help him and then walked back to his ball. And he literally couldn't get the ball off the ground. And I was like, what right do you have to come over and help yeah. literally anyone yeah. right now? And so I guess for me... I would say, listen to what they have to say, let it go in your ear and out the other, Yeah. then carefully judge them as they walk away and see if they can hit a ball, you know? Yeah, that's true. And say, true. if they kind of hover behind you and are like, like waiting for you to swing, mm-hmm. 
I think I would just be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't ask for you to come here. And I think I would just politely be like, okay, I'm like, I'm thanks for the help. You can go back to your ball. I'm going to get back to what I'm doing now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think everybody is so, everybody thinks they can be a swing coach. And I, I and I entered the, I entered pure golf being like, yeah, I think anybody could do my job. And I'm, uh, for a loose term, exiting pure golf being like, and I'm saying right now being like, yeah, I don't think many people can do this job. I don't think many people are qualified to do this job. Um, you can get a license and all that, and that's great. But I don't think many are truly qualified to to do what we do every day. Yeah, I let me let me change this question just a little bit. Yeah. If somebody approached you, you yeah. personally as yeah. a swing coach, yeah, right, yeah, somebody that is struggling to hit the golf ball sees that you're striping the ball very well. Mm-hmm. If they approach you. And ask you to give them a tip or two. Are you giving them the tip? Are you just letting them be? Are you, is there, is there a line is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. If you ever find me at the driving range, I'm probably not going to help you because I'm there to like help myself. And that sounds very rude, but it's what I do on a daily basis. Yeah. Like I'm not there to gain more clientele or anything like that. But I would simply tell them, hey, focus on like the absolute fundamentals. The things you, that you take for granted do them to the highest level. It's the two rules the tiger has. Are you hitting the ball in the center of the face? Yeah. And can you maintain your balance through swinging as fast as you can and hitting the center of the face? It really does come back to those two things. Yeah. Because if you are off balance, you're swinging too hard or you don't have good posture over the ball. If you're not finding the center of the club face, something in your setup is probably incorrect as well. Yeah. And I really think most of the problems that we solve in here are happening before or after the player hits the ball. It's not a lot of during the swing sure. that, that we solve. Sure. If you are a friend that has knowledge of a golf swing mm-hmm. and somebody approaches you as the friend, should you just remind them of like the fundamentals? You know what I'm saying? That's how I'm trying to like phrase yeah, it. Yeah. I, I think you and I have talked about this many times, just like with the relationship we have. Everybody's trying to view it through the lens of themselves mm-hmm. of like – that tip on YouTube that really helped you or that that thing that I told you and you want to go out and tell your friends, don't tell them because it's not going to carry the same weight. And I don't mean that like condescendingly. I'm just saying it isn't going to help them the same way that it helped you because like your swing is your own and there's a reason that it helped you. Right. I think a good friend just keeps his trap shut many times and like doesn't help because yeah. a lot of times you're just adding to the thoughts. Yeah. Because if they're struggling that day, they already have a thousand thoughts over the ball. And the it's last true. thing you want to do is be like, you know, man, I really see you coming over the top. And it's just like, <laughs> just let them let them struggle and let them find it within themselves. Because what you may actually do is make the problem worse. Or maybe something just isn't going well in their lives that day. And they just need a day to just like reset. They're reset. out there just to have fun. Exactly. Yeah. So bring it back to like having fun. Um, yeah. Take them out to eat afterwards. Give them a drink afterwards, or something like that. But don't help them with their golf swing. That's yeah. my advice. I, I, as the most average golfer in the room, since it's just the two of us. <laughs> uh, I, uh, whenever like people have asked me the the same question before, and because I've learned from you that everyone's swing is their own, the only thing that I will ever mention is if their alignment's wrong. Yeah, that's the only thing because a lot of times people like average and new golfers they totally forget that, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it fixes a lot because mm-hmm. I don't know if it's something subconsciously, but if your alignment's off, then maybe subconsciously you're overcorrecting something yeah. of that nature. So yeah. 
I think it is more and more important for for people to get their own coach. If you're actually being trying to ser- trying to be serious about golf, I think having a coach and listening to one person about golf is way more important than you going to YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, listening to friends, trying to figure it out on your own. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we just said it, you perceive stuff through your own eyes. Where it's like an outside source may actually help you more in your own golf swing right. than what you think is actually happening. Right. Any correction that somebody else on the range or that a friend or your playing partner for that day can give you is only a band-aid fix. It's if it fixes anything, it yeah. is not going to fix it a week from now. It's all they can do is it's a band-aid fix. So make permanent fixes, build an actual foundation for what you're trying to do in the game of golf. And then once you build that foundation golf gets easier from there but you got to take time and build the actual foundation you can't look we talk about this all the time you can't look for band-aid quick fixes and that's what anybody at the range is is trying to help you with is Absolutely. hey here's the shortcut there's no shortcut to this yeah. this is time and it's it's dedication that's 100%. what it is yeah yeah that's what you. it was that's that's all i got for the, the topic nailed it if you guys are enjoying the podcast give it a share share it to a friend share that it. would be huge um after this, be on the lookout. If you're watching the Arnold Palmer Invitational, be on the lookout for our recap. It'll be coming out on Monday. Um, and that's all I got for announcements for Pure Golf. All right, we have Wellness Wednesday. Is that what we got? Yeah, Wellness Wednesday. I want to shake it up a little bit. I feel like I talk about myself too much in 75 hard. So we're going to move okay. from that. And we're going to be talking on this Wellness Wednesday about what should golfers do before they start swinging the golf club. Okay. Driving range before a round. Okay. Um, if we could come up with a little five-minute game plan of mm-hmm. what you should be doing before you even touch a golf club, mm-hmm. what should it be? How how long before, is this before a round a round of golf or before a driving range session? Let's let's make let's make it specific. Well, first off, shouldn't they be going to the driving range before they even start a golf oh, round? Oh, how correct you are! Yes. Yeah. That's okay. Huge. So let's say they get there thirty minutes ahead of time. Yeah. Does that feel fair? That's fine. Yeah. Okay. What I would say is go in, pay, get your bucket of balls, head out to the range. Do five minutes of stretching of like rotational stretching. Okay. Okay. So like stretching at the back, loosening up the arms, the shoulders, the legs and all that. Sure. And what I would tell you is after talking to like one of our wellness people, take your grip and take some practice swings over the air like you normally would, but then grip the club the other way and swing the opposite way. Got you. Okay. Flip your grip. Flip your grip and swing left-handed because that gets the body warmed up on both sides and like ready for rotation. Just so I'm like a hundred percent clear. Yeah. You want to swing, if you're a right-handed, mm-hmm. swing right-handed and left-handed before you even touch a golf ball. Okay, yeah. now I'm yeah. on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I made that much too complicated. You're good. Um, yeah, that's that's what we're saying. And then just go through go through your bag. If you want to start with wedges, start with wedges. If you want to start with driver, start with a driver. Like, But build a routine for you and like before you go out to the round. I know Tiger ends with the club that he's going to tee off with. His first three shots are with the sand wedge with no target in mind. And then he starts going through his routine. Yeah. Um, And then ends with whatever club he's teeing off with on the first hole because he can get that like shot shape in his mind. Yeah. That's his routine. Everybody else is, I think I told you, Jack Nicholas starts out with a three iron when he's warming up Mm because it's the hardest club to hit in the back. Yeah. Build your routine and then, but a lot of rotational stretches is what I would tell you before you start taking those swings. And then yeah. um, I think like dynamic warm ups. So, like, don't just stretch, but like move while you stretch. Like, do some toe touches, do some yeah. like um, 
Get the get the blood get the, flowing. Get the blood flowing. Yeah. yeah, you've been sitting in a car driving over there. Yeah. Like, get, get your body actually warmed up. I think it's similar to uh, like if you're in the gym, they say do not do iso stretches before you start lifting because that okay. your body is not the the blood's not flowing, mm-hmm. so you actually can't hurt yourself rather than help. So okay. no static stretches beforehand. Okay, you can do static stretches after. It needs to be more of a dynamic warm up. Yeah, like we're talking about uh, with your golf swing because I I have heard this too before. If you don't properly warm up or stretch before you start swinging a golf club, you can actually hurt your swing. Mm -hmm. Like it's just like natural. Like your body's not limber, so things can change in your swing and just go back and forth. That's the reason why I wanted to bring this up in the first place. Because like I heard that and I'm like, what the heck? Like we need to we need to create a game plan for people and 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 selfishly for myself as well. So So selfishly, yeah. 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 I agreed with what you said, like more dynamic warmups as opposed to just like, oh, like stretching out the muscles. Get the body actually moving. For sure. Yeah. So do like 100 burpees on the driving range. That's exactly what we're saying right now. Gosh, that is. 100 burpees. If if I see you doing 100 yard sprints. (laughs) Yes. 40 yard sprints. Like do a little 40 yard shot with your sand wedge. Run, pick it up. There you go. Yeah. 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 Play fetch with yourself. That's what I'm talking about. That's the way to do it. That's what we're saying on Wellness Wednesday. It's it's perfect. I, I think that's great golf <laughs> advice to give people. And if if they want to tag us after hitting a 40-yard <laughs> shot, sprinting to pick it up, and then drawing it back, we will take that tag because it came from us. <laughs> it's, if you're not sweating your balls off by the time that you exactly. tee off on the first tee box, then what are you doing? You exactly. Yeah. And don't drink any water whatsoever. No water whatsoever. Yeah. 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 And to the person that can't understand that we're being sarcastic, we are being 100%, 100% sarcastic. sarcastic. Right does that answer – does that kind of give you – a, a little roots routine to do yeah i mean it's nothing complicated you're kind of building it yourself but it's just basic generalities of, yeah you, you want to stay warm like you want to yeah. be you want to get warm before you like start swinging start warming up yeah. so um i think that's the best way to describe it because i was in going into this topic i was thinking uh we should create like a literal game plan for people but each person's different the timing's different. So it's like, why, why even go down that route? I think it's, right. I think it's good just to make sure that you're being dynamic in your warmups mm-hmm. and making sure you're warm before you start swinging. I tell you what, the next person that comes over to help you on the driving range, just ask them, you know what? Could you, while we're at it, could you just give me a game plan before, like, for, before my next round? Cause I'd really, if you're gonna help me, help me with something that I really want help on. Do you wanna caddy me? Like, exactly. while I go, go play 18? Like, exactly. that's, that's what I should yeah, say. Yeah, really invite them into your life. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> you want to give me advice like might as well just go full in you exactly know? So, yeah. sign a plan laminate it so yeah. you can have it on your bag yeah. at all times exactly yeah. exactly i love that that's perfect i that's think we, we solved a lot of problems right. yeah we did absolutely <laughs> really calling out the karens in the driving range i love that it's perfect i love that if you are one of those people stop being those people man if somebody comes and asks you for advice that's different but don't seek out other people to give advice to yeah because if you are you're probably not a teacher. Probably not. They, teachers know better. You know. We do. Yeah. I've yeah. never met a teacher like that teaches golf that's like, that guy in the rate, I got to go help that guy. <laughs> that guy swing sucks. I need to go help him. Yeah, you know? exactly. None of us do it because we would want to be paid for it. I'm just being honest. Yeah. That's the fact of the matter. We yeah. would want to be paid for our time because it's what we do every day. Yeah, exactly. Rant. Oh. That's your rant? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is my hypothetical for you. Okay. You are playing golf. You are playing in Europe. In fact, you're playing in the Ryder Cup Mm -hmm. for Team USA. And in the Ryder Cup, if you don't know, you have solo matches. Mm -hmm. 
You're playing in Europe. You have to face Rory McIlroy. In Europe, they give you, because obviously straight up you would get destroyed, Mm -hmm. they give you 30 strokes Mm -hmm. on Rory. Mm -hmm. Do you win? Yeah. You win with 30 strokes? Yeah. 30 strokes? Yeah. So you're saying you can break 100 in that scenario, in that setting? Yeah. Okay, wait. Let's 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 like redo this again. 30 th- you're getting I know for me, okay, yeah. I, I should have I should have changed it for you. For me to break 100 in that scenario yeah. where I've never played tournament golf before. Yeah. I have to face Rory McIlroy and we're playing the tips. Like it's not even just like normal tips. It is like even further on I mean, a on a golf course. Yeah, you giving me 30 strokes is like I can take 7 iron off the tee though. Like that's a lot. I mean this in a very kind way. Yeah. You're giving me a lot of strokes. Okay. Like you Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Let's change this up. Okay. Okay. If I give you 18 strokes in that scenario, are you beating Rory McIlroy? Okay. First off, I think there's a little hole in your argument because it would be match play. Oh, true. true so true, there true. would be a, a hole. Like I could take 18 strokes over on one hole and then just coast he would just beat me from there no no no, yeah i get what you're saying but let's say like it is it is match play and in this scenario he gives you a stroke a hole a stroke a hole he gives you a stroke a hole he's winning he's winning if it's just a collective one stroke per hole he's he's going he's going to crush me yeah okay so 18 30 strokes is too much yeah 18 strokes is too little what's the sweet spot i'm thinking about this from like a match play perspective yeah, this is match play, by the way. And I should have I should have worded that correctly, but it's okay. I don't, I don't know. I thirty feels way too generous to me, but eighteen feels like it. it if Rory and I have match play, he's going to crush me by more than one per hole. So okay, let's just say twenty five would be like, I'm okay. I, I feel twenty five would be like okay. I'm fifty fifty. Like twenty five. So yeah. that's like half half the holes are you get a double bogey. So mm-hmm. like the the seven hardest holes on the course, mm-hmm. he gives you two strokes a hole, mm-hmm. and then the rest of them you're playing out and you're just doing. Yeah, interesting. That's where you think. That's where you think you're at. If you gave me enough time to train, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if I know that Rory's coming up to me like during the the Ryder Cup, and I've got a few months to prepare. Yeah, uh, right now, no, like. <laughs> <laughs> but if you give me time to prepare, yeah, I got that. I, I thought of this question because I'm thinking, I'm like, could I break 100 in that setting with like 50,000 people booing at me while mm-hmm. I'm trying to hit a golf ball every single Absolutely not. I'm not breaking 100. I think you were the only one on our entire podcast between or among yeah. me, Parker, Ariane, and David. Yeah. I think you're the only one saying no to that question. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. I think all of us, and I am like, how good of golfers are they? David's good. David's very good. Yeah. Parker's very, very yeah, good. Yeah, Parker is. And Ariane's Ariane's definitely getting better. He's broken 80 a few times. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm getting smoked by Rory, by the way. So Yeah, I get that. And like I I don't know on that day if I'd show up to the range. I don't want to see Rory hit the ball on the range because that would be intimidating. <laughs> well, that's another thing too. Yeah. Like he's he gets honors, so he tees yeah. off and smashes it 330 down the middle of the fairway. Yeah. You get up, they're booing you yeah. the entire time. Yeah. And then I promise you that first shot is going 90 degrees right. I'm murdering somebody in the crowd. Like there's no way there's no way that ball's ending up in the fairway. There's absolutely no way. 
You know why? It's because you didn't warm up on the putting greens and you didn't stretch. If you would have done those things, you would have been just fine. Dude, if I was playing in a Ryder Cup center, I would be up at like 4 a.m. doing yeah. dynamic stretches yeah. and warming up and everything. That. I feel that. I wouldn't get any sleep. I would be scared to death if you put me in that in that scenario. I feel like I'm trying to win over the crowd at some point of like, they may be booing me, but I'm going to do something to be like... I mean, you saw the Netflix documentary. You know how many people adore Rory. Like, Absolutely. And I do too. I, I do that's too. The yeah. thing. Like, <laughs> I, I would literally be up there and be like, dude, I'm a big fan. You know, like, is, yes, I'm trying isn't to at that point where like I also bring out Greg Norman just to just to just to try and like <laughs> Greg Norman's your caddy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And he's just chipping away at Rory the whole day and just trying to get under Rory's skin. I think if you give me enough months to prepare, I think I I can hang in. This there. isn't a month. This isn't this isn't a, a pre- preparation. I'm saying like yeah. you get a week. Yeah. Oh, I get a week. Yeah. A week for right now. No. Uh, yeah. But. <laughs> I, I, if you give me a few months of I can bring some mental tactics along. And I think it involves around Greg Norman. mind games with Rory McIlroy? Absolutely. Like the number one golfer in the world. You're going to try and play mind games with Absolutely. Him. Now, are Rory and I ever going to be friends? Probably not. But like, yeah. Probably not yeah. getting an autograph after that, you know? No. Def- <laughs> I may get a like subpoena to court, to court or something like that. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. That's, yeah. uh, that's, that's all I got. I think that's... One of the honorary hilarious. spectators could be Patrick Reed. Like, yeah. you really just... Yeah. yeah. You really milk it out, and yeah. uh, you try to play mind games with him like that. But I think 25 would be, like, a good a good soft spot. If I had to play anybody, like, mm-hmm. any... If I was in a Ryder Cup scenario, mm-hmm. I mean, I, like, somewhat get nervous as the average golfer when, like... So, the group in front of me lets me play through, yeah. and then I have to hit a drive like right yeah. in front of their faces. That alone, so yeah. that's like four people, and then you have to tee off in front of fifty thousand people on live television. That would be that would be daunting. I get that, and also like I'm not far enough off the tee where it's like I'm hitting driver, and then I might as well take driver off the deck to reach it in in, in two. You know what I'm saying? That's so fair. That's fair. I would get smoked. But that got me thinking. Like my initial take <laughs> I, is, is but that's, wrong. Or but not? that's yeah. my point. I. I because, like, also, another thing we haven't even thought of, this is match play. So, like, you could beat him on, like, a few holes, but you have to win majority. Yeah. Right? And because of that, he knows that as well. And, like, they're always more aggressive mm-hmm. when it comes to match play. Yeah. So, I mean, Rory's probably getting on in two in these par fives. And we're probably screwed in these situations where it's, like, I'm hitting the ball 250 off the tee. Then I'm taking three with 220. Oh, hey, I still got to hit a perfect shot in. Yeah. That's just, that was my thought process when I was coming up with this question of like, I think we could even make this question even simpler of if he's playing from his tee box and I got to play from like the red tee box, how do I think I'd fare? I think, Ooh, I just like straight up, just straight up of, uh, no, he would definitely still have to give me. I was about to say, yeah, but like just to make it a little bit more, friendly to me like dude those guys play from like 7500 yards that's a, it's a beast out there yeah but if i got the red tees i think we may be hitting the same clubs into the greens at that point that'd be cool um but yeah it's it's an interesting question you've got me thinking now. i'm getting abs- i i don't care what tee box you give me dude i'm still getting we can't give you we could give you the junior tees that are like half the length <laughs> yeah and still i would i would still not make it on the green before he does like i just like there's no it's it's dude it's not even like the distance it, itself for me it is the pressure of 50,000 people like following me around and watching my every shot and everything yeah. and also it's Ryder Cup they're ridiculing me the entire time they are so it's like a 
Dude, I mean, I, I, like, when I played baseball, the different times I can remember, like, do you know the Savannah Bananas? Yeah. When I was playing for the Macon Bacon, yeah. while, when they were um, still a collegiate summer league team, not what they are now. Yeah. They're like the Harlem glo- like Globetrotters now. It's weird. It's crazy. But basically, um, I mean, dude, they found my Instagram when I was playing at Savannah. Yeah. They pulled up my my parents, my sister. They made fun of like my – I don't even know if I can say this on here. They were they were talking about my ex girlfriend at the time. Yeah. I mean, they were like it was ruthless. That was probably a top five moment of me of just like I'm so vulnerable right now because they are just like roasting the hell out of me, and I missed the ball in right field. So it's like wow. you've got the drunk beer garden right yeah. there, just ridiculing me the entire time about every little thing, every little appearance, everything. Wow. And uh, my point is, is that with this hypothetical, fifty thousand people doing that, I would die. I wouldn't die, but I would, I would be, it would be horrible, a horrible moment. Your dad came and told me that after that happened. I was like, I don't, did he really? Yeah. I mean, he was like, it was brutal. (laughs) And he was telling me exactly what they did. And I was like, wow, that, that is a lot. Uh, That only happened to me one time when I was playing minor league ball. Cause that was when I was in college. Um, and, uh, they, they, they pulled up stats too at that moment, but that, by far, when I was playing at Savannah, that was the worst. That was the worst thing I've ever experienced in my in my sporting career. So it's brutal. No, I, I you're making a good case now. Of yeah, it's it's different. But I think at some point, and maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe you get used to it after 18 holes. At some point, maybe you sink in and like I just gotta hit a shot. It really doesn't matter what, what yeah. the zeros are saying. I feel that. I don't know. It's, it's I, don't, just I really don't know. If you guys have any thoughts on it. Let yeah. me know down in the comments. Yeah, we may be sorely wrong. I would love to hear what people have to say here. It's been a random podcast, but I think it's actually been a very informative podcast of how to, how to deal with people at the range. Yeah. A little game plan and then a little no. – you actually got me thinking about the Rory think 30 shots at the Ryder think Cup thing. It. I think it's a, it's a very – If you have an answer, just let me know after um, yeah. because I'm going to turn that into a short. So if you have like another answer, then let me know. But yeah, um, but yeah that's all I got. Do you have anything? I'm good. Thank you guys so much for watching. We'll catch you later. The next podcast we are releasing is the Arnold Palmer Invitational Recap. So if you're watching the tournament, stay tuned for that. Peace out, guys. Have a good one. Thank you.